It's the Meg John and Justin podcast. Yay! Yay! Uh, we have been talking about this for ages now. Yeah. But we are We're like gonna... teasing you with it. And yeah. here we are. We're actually going to talk about it. <laughs> Queer Eye. We're going to talk about Queer Eye, the yeah. series which is on Netflix. Uh, it used to be called, back in the day, it used to be called Queer Eye Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Yes. Um, spoiler alert, uh, it's not called that anymore because one of the episodes does not feature a straight guy. It's not all straight guys. No. Super interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was an interesting episode. Yeah. So uh, we're going to chat about what we think about this because it's mm. kind of in our wheelhouse of when we talk about gender, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. But also it relates to what we talked about in terms of bodies and yeah. uh, body changes that we've talked about previous episodes there was a lot about sexuality sexuality. and relationships in there as well wasn't there actually yeah Yeah. quite a lot of it had a bit of a undercurrent of somebody's relationships going to improve or they might just have a better chance of getting into a relationship this way yeah and different kinds of relationships too which is nice yeah unsure about whether they might like it it's not usually their cup of tea don't like makeover shows don't Mm. like queer stuff whatever I would give it a go because I think it does a whole lot more um, and it's a really interesting show in our, in our time kind yeah, of and it's, yeah and it's like eight episodes and it's the half an hour long yeah yeah it's very watchable yeah, yeah. it's not like we. it's not like we're telling you to go and watch Game of Thrones yeah <laughs> but yeah Although, do you know, I do mean those are interesting <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe not so much Game of Thrones but yeah definitely watch The Wire <laughs> um Let's talk about the things that we like. So I guess we're yeah, going to we'll, be talking we'll talk about... about... Let's be talk about what opens up and what closes down, Justin. Damn it! <laughs> you're going there before I me. I know, but I invented it. Using your catchphrase against you. No, I got it from you. I don't okay. know where you got it from. Somewhere, yeah. Um, <laughs> so what does it open up and what does it close down? This is a good thing to ask about everything in life. Because there's definitely been some controversy around it, particularly uh-huh. around episode three and Karamo mm-hmm. and Black Lives Matter stuff. Yes. Um, and so there is some... Quite justified criticisms, I yes. think, going on. Uh, but yeah, let's if we Start frame it in terms likes, of yeah, yeah, if we mm. frame it in terms of what's open, what does it close down, rather than whether it's a good or a yeah. bad show, yeah, then we kind of we open ourselves up to having conversations around what we can take from it and what yes. we can from it. And then people could do a podcast about what the, what this podcast about queer eye opens up <laughs> and what closes down, and that would be like super meta. No? Anything you can do, I can do matter. <laughs> exactly. I stole that from somebody. That's too. really good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, let, it, I, for me, what it opens up is, first of all, is that it's men being nice to other men. Yeah. And there are, for me, there are so few shows where that I watch yeah. um, where men are being, being nice to other men. And it's yeah. just like such a refreshing, quite a radical thing to see. Really radical. It's like this tender masculinity thing. Yeah. It's shot through with that. Um, the guys, the, five, the Fab Five, who are yeah. the guys who go in, are yeah. generally going in explicitly to be nice to yeah. this guy who's struggling a bit. Yeah. Um, but you also see often that it's nearly always are the guys who have called in the Fab Five for their mate. Mm. So you see this very tenderness around the often yes. straight um, male friends in the shows yeah. as well, as well as tenderness in families and, and amongst uh, different gender friendships. But Definitely. there is a lot of like kindness between men, isn't there? There really is. Yeah. And there's a lot of... So the kindness kind of cuts 
all uh, uh, goes across the lots of different relationships going along. Yeah. So there's tremendous kindness between the Fab Five. Yeah, with each other. And well, I follow some of them now on Instagram and Twitter and things, and they always they're always commenting on each other's things oh. about how much they love each other. And oh, stuff. that's super sweet. It's with so each other. it's so yeah. ridiculously nice. They're like family, aren't they? They're it's like really, really special. It's really really lovely. And yeah. um, and then they they go into these. There's often at the beginning of the show. There's a little bit of wariness between yeah. the Fab Five and the. The men like being like made over, I guess, yeah. in inverted commas, and also some of the other people in the in the community. I'm thinking of the last episode with the fire firefighters. Fire yeah. um, but then because they're often going into some, you know, they're often going to the south. They're often going to places where yeah. they're not historically been very good around gayness. They've been quite homophobic cultures. Yeah. A lot of the times, the guys on the show are, you know, they're quite honestly saying, "I've like literally never hung out with a gay man before." That yeah. kind of thing, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is a kind of an initial reticence, but mm. then by the end, you know, there is clearly like they. they I mean, it's after only like a, a few days of working with them, but the, yeah. the person on the recipient of the wonderfulness of the Fab Five yes. often says how much they love. Yes. Yeah. Um, Cries and says how much they love them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's really common. It's really, you know, it's really lovely. And I guess that's, you know, what happens when you spend that kind of, when you have that kind of intimacy with people. Yeah. And they do. They. The thing is, they really, you know, it's not just makeover. They are thinking really carefully about what does this, what's going on for this person. There's often a moment where they dig a little deeper yeah. and they find out about a bereavement or yeah. about some sort of theory that this person has about themselves mm-hmm. or. You know, there's some something going on that they find, and then it's like, okay, well, it's going to be about this. Yeah, and that really comes across, particularly in the interior design part. You mm-hmm. know, they don't just go in and do mm. make over. Mm. You know, the obvious thing. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, the guy works his family. That's the most important. It'll all be all about the family spaces. Yeah. Whereas the firefighter is actually going to be where they work. It's going yeah. to be about the firefighter family. Yeah, and then there's that other guy where it's like, oh well, we won't do your bedroom. We're going to give you a space in the basement because you still live with your folks and you need something a bit separate yeah it's sort of like really well thought through I mean, what I like about all of those situations is, is mm. that they were they were not imposing a sense of this is how you're meant to live like yeah. if you think about it they were saying to the guy who was living with his parents mm. you do you yeah. we'll make you a space in your basement exactly they were saying to the firefighters who were, who were spending a lot of their time at the fire station yeah I mean having to do fundraisers to raise money for a training course for firefighters yeah I mean <laughs> yeah Yes. <laughs> Austerity and capitalism mm-hmm. and it was shot through not funding that. public services. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, like, yeah, you will spend time with your... So it's explicitly saying you firefighters spend so mm-hmm. much time together. We're going to give you this great kitchen and, yeah. a, and a dining room. Yeah. And so kind of it's working with uh, the the recipients of the Fab Five we need to have a better term for that you know where yes. they were and not yeah. imposing the idea exactly. of why well, you should be out uh, you know you should be living by yourself or yeah. you should be living with a partner or you should be spending more time no, at home it was or... definitely where they were and like I love that it, often with the decor they explicitly use like oh the firefighters had done this amazing table so we're totally going to keep that and make it a central yeah. piece or oh right the, this guy it's all his grand- grandmother's furniture yeah. well we'll do it up to make it kind of more in keeping with him right. but we're going to painted it black it was so cool it was really cool (laughs) (laughs) I think you know we come in it's so interesting because Bobby who's the interior design guy Mm. seems to me like the almost like the most backgrounded of the characters Mm. in a lot of ways and yet he's the one who does this 
the way bigger job than anyone else, like times about a hundred. Yeah. And um, and it's and it's actually that that we're going to first, interestingly, mm. rather than the clothes or the hair or any of the other stuff. It sort of seems like that's really integral. I mean, he's making those really really big changes. Those fundamentally yeah. huge changes where you know they so the uh, the recipients go away for a bit and then they come back and there's yeah. this big reveal you know yeah. a bit like changing rooms it was yeah rooms. I do remember changing rooms um, of that show and, <laughs> a little um, bit less MDF and a little bit more like actually really good stuff going oh, on I'd love to go I'd love there to be a show where they go back to those rooms <laughs> to see what yeah, like some terrible ones <laughs> in my memory they're all like fuchsia and it's all just MDF painted yeah. fuchsia basically yeah, yeah. handy handy <laughs> yeah oh. <laughs> I met Carol Smiley. She was nice. Did you? Yeah. Oh, hi, yeah. Carol. She you're listening. Me, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, she might be. She might be an avid fan. She might be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'd rather the Fab Five were avid fans. That would be great. Yeah. They work with people where they are. Yeah. It's a bit like how we were saying with our how to give sex advice um, mm. panel discussion that we did the other week. It's that it's really important to be with the be with people where they are. Yeah. And to and to kind of go with okay, you're going in this direction in your life, let's help make that a bit better. Yeah, exactly. They it's, were really finding that out as well. They were really digging in to see, like, where is... You know, and there were some episodes where they're like, we really haven't got a handle on this guy yet. Mm. Oh, right, that's what it is. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But they were really taking the time to yeah. do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so, yeah, why did you like Jonathan best then? So? I really like him because uh, I thought he was really funny. Yeah. I love how he looks as well. There's just something about his look that yeah, I really long like. Hair and I'm kind of shaking my head a little bit. And that he's owning that. It's like, you know, yeah. that he isn't doing that. It's better to be mask or butch or anything. It's yeah. like he's just like, no, this is this is how I am and it's absolutely grand. Definitely. Um, I also just, the, my best moment, for I think, for the whole thing was the time when him and Karamo were doing each other like trying to be each other yeah like Karamo's trying to do femme and uh, Jonathan's trying to do butch it's yeah. absolutely adorable yeah <laughs> I also do I also now do spray delay walk away spray delay walk away I mean perfume. come on it's everyone great. should be doing that yeah, yeah, yeah can you see that now I did it earlier oh yes isn't it great that's the way um, <laughs> so shall we think about like, particular episodes yeah maybe so yeah, let's yeah. talk about episode three, yes. which is the one that um, probably caused the most controversy, mm. and that is the one where it's where they go to make over a cop. Yeah, and the whole thing's set in Atlanta, and it's set you know mm. in the wake of uh, Black Lives Matter yes. movement and in the wake of recent police brutality, which is isn't a new thing yeah. at all. But it's you know the experience of mm. um, being black in America, and you know probably everywhere else in the world but it's particularly highlighted in America it being yeah. an American show mm-hmm. um, where there I mean many people have read this as it's a makeover show trying to uh, trying to solve the racial the race crisis in America yeah. uh-huh. and that's you know uh, on, I can understand how it's being read that way yes uh, the opening bit of that episode, uh, Karamo is driving the car. They each oh. take it in turns to drive the car. Karamo's yeah. the one um, uh, African American, like Black African American. Yeah. Uh, different terms for different countries are used, right? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So Karamo's the uh, the one African American, and he's driving the car, and they get pulled over by a cop who's starts being real shit towards Karamo and saying, yeah. you know, making you know, a load of bullshit reasons for why I got pulled over and asking him to step out of the car and get his licence. And you can see Karamo, his, his, face. his yeah. face is like, this is just what happens to black people. Yeah. And this is, and he's got the face of, 
I'm so used to this. I'm so fucking sick of it. Yeah. But I'm going to be calm and nice, yeah. and you know, it's this weary um, face. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That, exactly. It's a bit of scared, but not scared really, because it's just been a million times over in his life. You know. Exactly. And it's sort of like you know, kind of um, denier to the to the whole experience. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a real. I think it's an important moment. But yeah. It's like a shitty kind of thing. Yeah. Because the this, this cop is actually the mate who books yeah. the fat it's like, Hey, surprise! Mate. I'm not a shitty white cop. I'm actually a nice one, and I'm yeah. just the one who hired you for this gig. And, yeah. But Karama just stays like that. Like yeah. he does not go. Oh, no, great! No, this no, is no. all funny now. It's no. like that's not a really funny way to. No. Yeah. And I wonder to mm. like. It didn't seem to me like he knew that this was happening. No. And so I think that if that's the case, then... Hashtag um, consent. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, that's what, uh, what so a dreadful thing to do. Just such a dreadful, yeah. dreadful thing to do for, yeah. you know, to make good telly. Yeah. And it, the thing is, when you're watching it, it is like a really dramatic moment. Yeah. But thankfully, later on in the episode, yeah. it's a very Karamo-centred episode. Yeah, which is really good. And Karamo and the cop have a, a, the cop that they're making over, the white cop they're making over... Seems like a lovely guy, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, he's a Trump fighter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jonathan dealt with that very well. Let's yeah. uh, hide these Trump uh, posters. But, you know, they seem to be like connecting anyway. Yeah. And they're in that long car journey. Yeah. Talking about, you know, what it feels like for black people in America. And um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and the, I guess the cop was also talking about what it feels like being in a, a cop. cop. Yeah. And, and how I think there's a moment where he is so ashamed of what other cops have done mm. and angry about the, then how he's seen because because of those things yeah um, and yeah it's and there's a really profound moment where Karamo kind of explains why yeah. there is you know zero trust for cops in the black community yeah. and, and the guy kind of gets it like kind of yeah. really lands with him doesn't it yeah so, yeah so I mean so it's a microcosm, yes. uh, you know, and it's, I guess it's talking about the potential for a connection there mm-hmm. and the potential for um, that kind of um, how, I guess more broadly, it's, to, it's talking about how media can play a part in bringing people together and showing what that kind of connection can do. Mm. But I guess the problem with that is that it doesn't really show the whole process. Yeah. It just kind of makes, and also it puts, peop- it puts pressure on the people who are oppressed to be doing all of that work it's kind of yeah it's Karamo's emotional labour isn't it it's because he he shops up and he's awesome and the cop gets to see that he's awesome and thinks oh maybe black people could be okay it's like you know that shouldn't be on Karamo to have to do all of that emotional labour when he's actually really scared and weary and had enough and angry absolutely Um, yeah And, and also you know I think it's this really complicated piece around the, what it shows so wonderfully is the kind of potential of human connection and you don't want to lose that because actually yeah we can just have mm. this profound impact by mm. connecting with each other and actually seeing each other as we mm. really are and at the same time structural inequality we don't want to do this kind of kind of hippie kind of positive thinking oh if we can just you know if two human yeah. beings can only connect then we can change the world it's like yes and you know yeah. do you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. got to go beyond the individual and the exactly. individuals around us and that's what the show yeah. focuses on I mean it is a makeover show and it is yeah. that kind of thing but um, at, they, at no point did they really tackle any of the really yeah. did they tackle any of the structural inequality in America and, and the deep history and, of it all and yeah. you know yeah 
But I mean, you know, so they do intersectionality in one way, I guess, and not another. I mean, it's yeah. it's wonderful that they've clearly tried to make sure there's plenty of people of colour in the show. There's a real diversity of class in mm-hmm. the show. There's folks with disabilities, yeah. very different body shapes and sizes, um, people of faith, etc. And they're not really addressing those things in the in the way that intersectionality was kind of meant by the by Kimberly Crenshaw and the other black feminists who came up with it that it's about yeah. where we are in these structures of oppression yeah. but rather they're taking it as quite an individualistic let's tick off these identities that an individual could have yeah yeah I mean let's also talk about you know um homophobia as well is that yeah. you know these guys are all being accepted event well in some cases eventually and in some cases immediately yeah. into these communities that where they often said that they were they would ordinarily be homophobic but mm. these are five wonderful yeah. guys you know yeah. they are like extraordinary humans yes. you know and they are bringing all these resources yeah they've got a lot of money that they're giving people money. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. it's like and it's, so they're kind of like magical fairy godfathers in that sense oh yeah which is such a trope isn't yeah. it about all um difference or others you know that we we tend to be depicted as if we're not depicted as evil or tragic yeah uh then we're depicted as the magical the magical queer the magical black person the magical east asian person that's right yeah magical disabled person yeah and it's that thing about oppression i think as well is that um you're allowed to pass if you are in some way magical. Yeah. So uh, I always think back to this is a really old school reference. Yeah. The American listeners won't get this at all. But uh-huh. on an early, so on a show called Pop Idol before X. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was a guy. This is like pre Susan Boyle. So yeah. actually, Susan Boyle. Susan Boyle's another kind of example, thing. I think. Yeah. But Rick, mm-hmm. there's a guy called Rick Waller. Yeah. Do you remember Rick I Waller? I do. Yeah. So he was this really, really big guy who yeah. would be regarded as fact. Yeah. Like uh, political. Mm-hmm. I guess and um, he was a, had this incredible voice like yeah. incredible soulful uh, voice mm-hmm. really smooth but powerful mm. everything you'd kind of want from a soul singer yeah. and he was just knocking out of the park every week and I was uh-huh. voting for him yeah. this was years ago yeah. and um, <laughs> and then for a couple of weeks he got like a, I can't remember what it was he had like some kind of infection that he was struck down with like laryngitis uh, or something like that and yeah. he couldn't perform for a couple of weeks and then suddenly public opinion really like turned against him oh. and like that he um, eventually said that he couldn't do the show and we no longer really talk about Rick oh, no. and it's that thing of you're allowed one thing yeah. you're allowed one thing in inverted commas wrong with you yeah. Okay? yeah and if you do have this one thing you better make up for it with a brilliant a, thing with a brilliant well, it's thing. like it's like with disabilities and like Paralympians that's all yeah. we want to talk about is like you know you've got to be a fucking Paralympian it's not okay to be a disabled person who struggles with everyday life yeah. you know in any way yeah. yeah you've got to like and that's it's just such a awful thing that dis- disability activists point out all the time is like you know why do you have to be a superhero yeah. and and it's the same around queerness and you kind of feel like oh well I can you know I definitely remember this real lived experience of like living outside of London mm. and feeling like oh I'm being read as if I'm gay like mm. I'm in the same what's being read as a same sex couple mm. and people are being okay in this yeah. little community great what but it's like oh I can't possibly add to, you know if they find out any of the other aspects of me transness mm. or mm-hmm. yeah disability stuff or like you know um, like polyamory you know it's like anything else on top is going to be too much that constant yeah. feeling of you mustn't let slip any of the other parts of you yeah. that, that are not normal yeah. yeah 
Yeah. So there is definitely that stuff about... Um, and you've got to be smiling happy all the time. You must, they mustn't overhear you arguing or see you in a state or something. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. So these are definitely some of the things yeah. that I think some of the criticisms of the show. But, I mean, I think it's unfair to criticise... I mean, it's certainly unfair to criticise the, the participants in the show. We're yeah. talking about the show as... Uh, like a cultural phenomenon yeah. and you know if we were to read the show was thinking oh now everyone in the state of Atlanta now accepts gay folks <laughs> yeah. then, you know we'd be very much yeah. mistaken so yeah. I think that's one of the problems with the show as like a as a cultural phenomenon is that it can blind us to actually some of these yeah things. can it let people sort of feel like oh everything's okay now which is a really dangerous thought yeah. especially at the moment with how Thanks. how not okay things are absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. um and I guess within that, it's um, it's just I mean, on, so on that. Once we bear all that in mind, yes, it is a show that we can enjoy because it's hopeful, even though yeah, it's it, and at least it at least it kind of opens up these issues at yeah. all, which is damned impressive for a show yeah. like I didn't need to like. Usually, a show like that would have had all white presenters, maybe just one person of yeah. color, and mostly white participants you yeah. know again maybe just what you know it's like it went further and they clearly were thinking about intersectionality yeah. in a deep, on a deeper level yeah yeah which is great to see it was really good to see yeah. um and there's some really interesting experiences like in really interesting they're showing really interesting experiences about their own biographies as well yeah. about their own history with their own sexuality but also faith there was a really interesting episode with that. Bobby and yeah faith. exactly it felt like they all I loved how they did these different connections between the participants in the show and the people um, and the Fat Five and yeah exactly Bobby like connected with somebody who was a person of faith of like they'd had this similar upbringing and it was like again a bit of a edgy moment about you know how are you really going to welcome us into your home kind yeah. of thing because I know what communities like this are like yeah um, and then you had Tan having a connection um, across kind of an Indian Pakistani background yeah. kind of with, with one guy and sort of around coming out to his mum and stuff which was really nicely yeah. done I thought that was really yeah. interesting mm-hmm. um, I guess we haven't really touched on bodies I mean we have done that whole show on bodies yeah. but there is something about uh, you know, again, it really shows that opening up and closing down thing mm. because there's a sense that actually bodies are important. You know, mm. that somehow by just showing somebody what they can be like mm. and in this very visible way of like grooming them a bit and putting them in an outfit that they look good in, mm. it kind of shows them who they can be mm. on the inside somehow. Mm. So there's something about how outsides can be really important. Mm. And at the same time, occasionally it slips into much more of a body fascism of like, it's really good that someone's lost weight, it wouldn't be okay if they hadn't, or we yeah. need to cover up certain, you know, like some somebody's skin, it's better if mm. they don't show that they've got lupus or whatever. And yeah. there's, a, there's an edge to some of that, you know, some of it is like, well, yeah, there is something about making this person feel more confident on the outside, but are, are they doing that by... Um, just buying into a, a, a load of norms about what is attractive and what isn't mm. and should we be really trying to bust those norms completely and say that, you know because yeah it's as long as we have those norms there are going to be some bodies that simply can't fit it and it's it's not really great to be going along like bringing up being together the people whose bodies could just about fit it and kind of pushing them into that mold i mean i think the interesting way that they kind of navigated this with queer eye was to suggest that people could make small changes in terms of yeah. like 
buying some jeans that fit. Everyone needs to wear slim cut or skinny jeans. This was the <laughs> takeaway, which is what I learned myself only last year. So, <laughs> well, jeans that fit properly. Yeah, I think, exactly. that's, I think that's the thing. Like getting getting like a getting an Oxford shirt, yeah. Yeah, layering, getting yeah. an Oxford shirt, uh-huh. and just making sure it fits properly. Yeah. You know, that like fits on your shoulders and things. Yeah, and. Uh, and not the, having a giant bushy beard, but like maybe trimming that, that trimming down. down. A bit. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that same guy had like a reddened skin from lupus, yeah. and the um, and Jonathan yes. or Hearts for Jonathan was um, saying, you know, we can just take the, some of that off a little bit yeah. by giving you this little cream, and also you need to be using. Do you use any moisturiser? Yeah. No. <laughs> Do you use any moisturiser which has some protection in? No. no. Well, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, that's like a. Yeah, yeah. So it's not kind of saying you will no longer have lupus or signs mm-hmm. of some kind of a chronic illness, but mm-hmm. it's like let's at least kind of help alleviate this yeah. little bit, and it's kind of like it's giving people enough to be able to see themselves in a slightly different way. Yeah. And we talked about this in our podcast, is that sometimes changes are okay. And yeah. actually, sometimes a, a seemingly small external change on the outside can really make us feel very different. Well, that's right. It links to the sort of stuff I write about plural selves. I've got a zine about that on my website and, and how like if you can see the different sides of yourself on mm. the surface, that can really help bring them to the fore. And often we've disowned sides of ourselves that are really great sides that could really be, be awesome in terms of our relationships and our lives so yeah. I, th- I felt there was something about they were they were bringing different sides of these guys often to the surface that mm. had been kind of pushed down and repressed that they could be super playful or they could be much more romantic or gentle or whatever it was that they were trying to bring out definitely yeah. and I think also there is just something in terms of masculinity again circling back to that which mm. is that you know, men are given the the message that you really shouldn't be applying moisturizer yeah, or yeah. caring about um, yeah, whether your trousers fit. Right, and something about caring for the outside and caring for the inside maybe going together as well. Though. You know, and yeah. if we can encourage self-care amongst men, maybe mm. they can be more caring towards each other. You know, yeah. if there is like a kind of a, a, just a general message about care, I think. Well, that's it. I think, you know, I was saying this the other day and I think there is something about masculinity and violence and that the sort of... There's a big violence in masculinity early on done, you know, to men in mm. order to make them masculine. Mm-hmm. And so that often means that then men are doing their masculinity in ways that are violent to others, particularly kind of excluding gay people and putting down women and being misogynist and stuff yeah. and even harassment, etc. And it's like, yeah, if we could kind of make enable men to be more gentle with themselves mm. and with each other then hopefully that would have a pretty amazing knock-on effect. Yeah. Yeah. And But also, I think that men are so um, reliant on uh, women mm. to be doing the, any of the any of that yeah. caring for themselves. Yeah, so there's an emotional labour piece as well, and yeah. if taught like this kind of stuff, then there was a lot about, well, Anthony's job really was to get them cooking and stop them thinking that that was somebody's job to do for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's something that they can enjoy. It? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Oh, he was a little sweetie, Anthony. Yeah. I liked his t shirts a lot. Yeah. He had a very, very good t shirt game. Yeah, yeah, he did. It was lovely. Um, and actually, he's been getting a lot of shit on social media as well. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Why? Yeah, well, people like, um, like, uh, I won't repeat the slurs yeah. because you know, it, people saying that he wasn't really offering very much to the show oh no I think that was a, f- a fundamental piece and maybe they just didn't draw it out enough what that mm. was doing but the you know the fact that it was questioning why why men are not caring for themselves and also yeah. why other people are doing all the emotional labour and domestic yeah. labour for men I feel like that's a big message 
I mean, it's um, a wonderful thing to cook for other people. Yes. Like to, to feed other people, to literally like to nourish other people and bring yeah. things. I love doing that. Yeah. And it's, um, it doesn't even really matter what it is you're doing, but it's the yeah. fact that you're doing it and, and taking some care and doing that. Yeah. And I think that was a really important part of it. I think people were very fixated on the fact that he was teaching people how to make toast like grilled cheese sandwiches and things. Oh, don't, not grilled cheese. Like, do not grilled cheese can be a oh, really brilliant. wonderful thing exactly yeah. but also he was starting from a very low level yeah exactly well, he was taking them where they were again they were going around their supermarket or he was introducing something that just outside their comfort zone yeah. but not too much of a stretch which was really beautifully done yeah it's like yeah. it's not going to teach them how to make poulet valet doge no, or something overnight is it it would be silly yeah yeah, yeah. no and yeah. again often he was going to like their mum and finding out what was their childhood food that they might make a version of like mac and cheese or something it was, yeah. it was really great yeah. it was really great yeah so yeah big ups for Anthony yeah yeah. so is there anything else we want to say I mean there's going to be a second series yeah we'll be watching it I suspect um, <laughs> yeah I think so it's done fine yeah 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 um, yeah well we liked didn't we as you said at the start we also liked how it celebrated multiple kinds of relationships and yeah. there was a romanticness like going back to our podcast about romance and how it can be in friendships as well there was lots of that going on between the the, the people they were helping and between the group themselves absolutely mm. the, and there were definitely well there was one or two where it was uh, like ro- romantic romantic relationships mm. but there were lots of examples of romantic friendships and yes. also romantic family relationships yeah I guess, exactly really intimate yeah. close family relationships and also the the family the white family where there were like four kids was it yeah and lots of kids yeah. so and this was the one where they talked about um, Christianity mm. uh, when faith generally and um, just side note here he worked a full time <gasps> day job yes. as a, a structural engineer and a draftsman yeah and then worked an evening job at a uh, like a hardware store and she worked all day I think as a teacher yeah and that's they were still really struggling to raise a family and he was on like four hours sleep and it wasn't even four yeah. hours sleep and it was like he was literally going to bed at five and getting up at seven or so something I really wish that somebody yeah. would have just said during that episode austerity look what is happening <laughs> yeah exactly look, look at capitalism yeah look this is the fault here exactly. you know and that was the one episode where I thought okay he's getting you know he's getting the haircut and he's got some yeah. jeans from the store but I'm like Oh, guy, guy needs to actually be able to sleep at night. Like, yeah. seriously, that you yeah, yeah. cannot live on that. Like, yeah. I don't know how he was doing it. No. Yeah. Um, and I think they did make a, a lot of changes to their lives by yeah. encouraging the kids to take more responsibility and clean up after themselves yeah. and everyone working together as a team and mm-hmm. and that kind of kind of reducing the hierarchies in terms of their family relationships. Yeah, that was stuff. lovely. But just how much can you do when somebody's in that situation? Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So um, let's... Uh, I think it's one of those things where... I think we should always be watching these things with a critical eye. Yeah. And being aware a of queer what eye, one might say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, lol. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're very pleased with that, aren't you? Oh, God, yeah. I'm smug as hell right now. <laughs> I guess we should plug your book while we're talking about it. Oh, I did a book on queer. queer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did a book called Queer, it's A Graphic popular. History. It is the most popular thing I have written. And it's very good. And um, it's comics in it, so that's nice. Yeah. But yeah, that, I guess that was what I was referencing, is that, you know, queer can just mean gay or LGBT or some longer list of things but um, in queer theory and queer activism it's often used to mean pretty much the same thing as critical which is to be questioning of why some things are seen as norm and some things as abnorm and questioning those binaries 
Yes, so it would be nice to see Queer Eye go a bit more queer in that sense, perhaps, in the next... I think so. Maybe there's a book they could read that would help. Santana, <laughs> <laughs> that's Tana queer. Copy. <laughs> a graphic guide. But also, uh, rewriting the rules second edition. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so that's great. just come out as well. Yes. I got my signed copy. Hey. So exciting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's... I did a nice gushy tweet about that. Go oh, back did you? And you'll see. Yeah, well, it's all, it's all yeah. meta and relevant because, yeah, the main thing I tried to change in that was to put more intersectionality through it because yeah. it wasn't super intersectional the first time. So I haven't really come across those ideas mm. as much as I try and imbue everything with them now so uh, yeah rewriting the rules rewriting the rules (laughs) (laughs) so yeah second uh, so we'll be um We'll be looking forward to the second series of yeah, Queer Eye. And we're, we're we'll be watching the Queer Lands. Yes. Uh, and um, as we probably should with everything. Absolutely. Um, it's been very much fun chatting with you about Queer Eye. I'm, I'm glad I'm, that you've watched it. Well, I'm glad you recommended it because I may not have watched it so fast, but I was like, you were just kind of, oh my God, you've got to see episode. <laughs> oh no, no, you've got to see episode four. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, if you have enjoyed listening to us blather on for half an hour about a TV show, um, you may enjoy our other podcasts on topics of sex and relationships where, yeah. are, they, where are they available from on SoundCloud uh, you can see them all and subscribe at soundcloud.com forward yeah. slash Meg John Justin you can follow us on Twitter at Meg John Justin you can follow us on, is anyone still on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> well, if, yeah, you are, if you are we're, we are uh, <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> do, yeah I guess until we all move somewhere else yeah um, on facebook.com forward slash Meg John Justin um, and our website is megjohnandjustin.com that's right you Confusing can download our... John and Justin I got the website URL before I got any of the social medias and uh... I didn't realise you couldn't have Meg John and Justin on Twitter because it was too long oh uh, yeah that's, so... that's hence this you yeah. know they're a little bit different but yes if you want to get any of our publications then check those out on our websites there's Enjoy Sex How and then if you want to which we managed not to plug this episode for some reason oh, you and just uh, plugged it now well done a number of zines Cheap at the price of £2.50. Yeah. Um, about how to make your own relationships, user guides, sex manuals, and explore your erotic fantasies. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and if you have any questions, do send them via the website or mm-hmm. via the Twitters. Uh, keep them quite short if you could. Yeah, we can't, we can't offer to watch entire series just because you're into it and want to hear us written no. about it. But if it's something that we're already watching, fine. <laughs> or if we've already seen. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's got to relate to sexual <laughs> yeah, relationships yeah. and gender Probably, and yeah. sexuality somehow. Yeah. Uh, okay, until next time. Bye. Bye.